I love Victor it. Wimbenyama. That's cool. Man. Slender Man. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Cool. Slender Man, the movie. You don't know Slender Man? Not, no, I do not. I mean, because you've never been slim. Yeah. How to say I was trying to say like webben webben mani web web oh, maniacs right. webben maniacs I don't know kind of like kind of like animaniacs you mean exactly mm, exactly like webben maniacs because you know why it's just it's so many syllables that's what makes it hard yeah yeah that's a good point um because we were thinking you know there's not really like fan club names for NBA players like they do have for uh pop culture like for you know beyonce there's the beehive or there's swifties or you know i'm not through the jv hive right? jv hive was a thing uh, i guess so like there's no there's not really a lebron like the king tribe i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right <laughs> you know that's a tough one yeah so i can't they, think of a single player that has I, I know there's probably many but yeah i can't think of any so i'm gonna start a trend uh, when maniacs and the scotty two hotties I like that. Scotty Two Hotties. Scotty. Also, Scotty Two Hotties is too. It doesn't really refer to a club, and it also refers too many syllables. Well, true, but also it's like a it's a double whammy when it comes to Scotty Two Hotties. If you lived in, if you were born in the nineties, so mm-hmm. so there mm-hmm. you go. Uh, shout out to Walter Sports. Uh, welcome. Ah. To that's a rep podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. We're recording this uh, a day after a. A good effort, I'd say, against the 76ers. Um, the, it, we're still 0-2 uh, against the Nick Nurse-led 76ers, but coming off a, a very impressive win against the Milwaukee Bucks. And we are going to see when the next time uh, we'll be watching the Raptors play is going to be on Sunday against the Wimbaniacs. He's the truth, man. And that's going to be... We'll, we'll talk about him a little bit later. There's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because, you know... Uh, work or whatever wish this could work. be our <laughs> I wish this could be our full work. time but hey you gotta you gotta talk rappers some here somehow um jay just want to ask you brother small sample size so far for the raptors um two wins some pretty uh, uh disappointing losses but you know i just want to ask you how do you feel? First impressions. I feel like this is a good. It's not obviously. It's just the beginning of the season, uh, but it's a small sample size. I just wanted to see what your overall feelings with the team is. I think the the preseason really shouldn't have happened. The preseason set us up for some <laughs> overreactions. After, yeah, after the first win, we're like five and zero, oh, baby. We're five and zero. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We are <laughs> never losing under reaction. <laughs> right. And that's the thing is, like, the funny thing is, I guess the irony of it is that we even say this. We say this every single time the word preseason comes up. It's mm-hmm. it is only preseason. Don't take it seriously. At, every here time we are. Every, every time. time. Every time when everyone says take it with a grain of salt, it's just hard, right? Because you're excited. You're excited that this team looks different. They're looking good and they're putting up dubs. But hey man, it was the preseason and yeah, I think I think the most disappointing because we easily, easily could have been like four and oh. Or maybe not not four and oh, but like Four and two, uh, oh, four and two, yeah, or, or something yeah. like that. Because I think the 76ers are is they're too good of a team. Um, 
just like the Bulls lost, the Blazers lost. Both of those were pretty disappointing. Um, but yeah, man, like for for me, I, I think that like we th- there are negatives. Yes, agreed. I think the, uh, when we look bad, we we look like we're kind of out of sorts. I think there's not really too much of direction. But then there are a lot of positives, man. And I think a couple of ones I want to talk to you about is number one. Obviously, we, we, we spoke about it in your name. Scotty Too Hotty, man. Scotty looks like he's taking not only a leap. I'm, I'm almost like a Siakam leak, leap. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's going crazy. Let me just put out some stats for you right now, okay? In his, in his career, his career as a Raptor, he's, he's averaged 15.5 points, 7.2 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 47.6 field percentage, and, 30, and 29 three-point percentage okay that's his career now in this again small sample size in six games right now he's averaging 21.3 points a game 9.7 rebounds 5.8 assists two blocks 52.6 percent field goal percentage and 39.3 three-point percentage the only other players averaging 21 and 10 and 6 luka jokic and bead scotty tell me that's not a huge leap for a like I, 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 he's a franchise player right now right absolutely yeah it's he's, it's he's, incredible uh, it's, it really is incredible to watch and I, I know that this is you know we can there are really two extremes with this team right we, there's 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 the far negative of, of how that offense is looking and yeah this this 0.5 offense is going to take some time right and and we're seeing the 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 growing pains of that offense this is one of the worst offenses in the league it's definitely the worst half court offense in the league by a long yeah. stretch again small sample size but the positives oh my gosh number 1 defense in the league or at least number 2 and Scotty making this incredible leap. Like, let's be fair, the, the shooting numbers will probably regress a little bit, but who cares if they regress? Because it's not like, let's just say his his shooting numbers went up. That could regress, and then we're just seeing what we saw last year. But these are improvements across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, he's the, the player that has taken in the this 0.5 offensive changes philosophical changes yeah. a lot more drastically um, and has adhered, adhered to them a lot quicker than his teammates have. It's very, very obvious. And I think this is the part that's kind of shocked me the most that this is his team. Yeah, Like last year we could yeah. say this was Siakam's team and we were kind of disappointed that Sky didn't make that leap. You know, at times it looked like it was Fred's team, but this is so very clearly Scotty's yeah. team, and that goes beyond the numbers that you just the numbers you just laid out were are outstanding. Yeah, and if you remember last year, uh, we there were similar numbers at the end of last year around like uh, you know number of points, rebounds, assists, and who is in that list. And there was like five people in that list, and one of them was Siakam, mm. and now that's Barnes. And mm-hmm. the the positive sign with that is it's very clear that he is not only the present for the Raptors. He's also clearly the future. Um, really quick side note here, but attached to Barnes, uh, Louis, Zatman, Louis, uh, Louis Zatzman over at Raptors Republic put out an awesome article today about Scotty Barnes and his rising star. 
and and he lays it out very clearly. And it's something that we have to consider is that Scotty Barnes, like this is the future, right? Mm-hmm. And if we start to think about what that future looks like and what currently seems like the direction the team is headed by not extending Siakam, by mm-hmm. not extending OG, it, he lays it out as the, the future core is not one that includes Pascal and possibly not OG. Like right. you're looking at a core that is very promising in Scotty, Grady Dick, and Precious Achua. Now that's right. that's a lot to take in, but yeah. it's true. Again, you look at how Scotty st- started the season, right? I mean, it's it's not that hard to envision. I was watching uh, uh, Svander's, uh, I guess, post game, uh, you know, review about about the game and. Uh, he broke down a lot of what Siakam is doing, and in comparison to, I guess, what Scotty was doing a couple of years ago, where n- instead of ha- like Siakam is still the number one one-on-one option. I think like you know eight seconds left in the, uh, on the clock, you throw it down in the post. He can he's the best at creating his own spaces, his own shot. Uh, but a lot of the times, Siakam now is used kind of like as a decoy, or being camped in the three. Uh, in the corner where that was kind of the role that Scotty had, right? And now, like you said, it's it's reversed. So what he pointed out was, and, I'm, and it was very intriguing in the, in the thought, is that the team, it seems like, again, small sample size, but it seems like the team didn't think that Siakam was going to be there uh, at the beginning of the season. So they didn't really have a plan for them. The plan was, and it uh, very apparent, that, Scotty was going to be the franchise player. He's going to take the franchise role. He's going to have the ball most of the time. And Siakam wasn't going to be there. It's kind of playing out like that right now. And yeah, Siakam is a hooper. We all know that. He's going to fit in in any role uh, that he puts in. And right now, it, it just seems like it's, he know, like you can tell that it's no longer asked upon him. And And I think maybe that is... I, you can take it in the different terms, right? You can say that okay, he's not going to be asked so much about him, so a lot of uh, more you know pressure is going to be off him. He doesn't have to play so many minutes, all of that, all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, well, he's still like a top fifteen player in the NBA. Like, if if you don't utilize him in a certain way, then like, what are we doing here? Like, it, it's still so many questions. Like, again, I don't want to take away the fact that like Scotty is playing. So Super well. That game against Milwaukee was very impressive for all stretches for the entire starting lineup. But questions still arise. You know what I mean? Like the fact that yeah. Scotty is being the number one option and thinking that Siakam is camping in the in the three pointer. You know, it's like you. It's a double edged sword. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to to see. It's hard to watch a little bit like Pascal being underused like this. Um, and I, I would make a slight adjustment to what, what you said there. I would argue that it's not so much that the team did not anticipate Siakam being on the team. I think it's more the playbook um, is centered more around Scotty than, than Pascal. So that right. means that Pascal's adhering to whatever the play call is, right. is camping out more behind the three-point mark, like playing almost like a two-guard as opposed to his typical four. Right. So um, that's, that's part of... And this is something that... Darko pointed out in the opening on media day, and I believe Masai did as well, that it's Siakam that has to fit into the new system. Now, I remember when that was said at the time, it was a bit concerning and, and threw up some alarm bells from everyone. Like, 
But Siakam is your best player. Why Why does Siakam have to be the one that adjusts? Why can't the system be made around him? And it's clear now. The system is made around Scotty. So, um, yeah, I think there are a lot of signs here that point to not only is Siakam not the focal point anymore of this team, but, like, don't be surprised if, if he does get traded. Like, you, the, these trade rumors are going to are Continue. not going to end yeah, between yeah. now and February. And yeah, 100%. I wouldn't be sh- shocked if he gets traded. I'm going to say this over. I'm probably going to say this in every single episode. Um, you can probably like cut this and just insert it every time. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. this now, and I'll say it again next week and the week after. If and when Siakam gets traded, whatever we get in return will not appease the fans. It, it will be. It will seem You're like right. it is less than You're equal right. value, but you have to look at it in the lens of, how does this benefit the team that surrounds Scotty? We're not trying to get another Siakam. We're not trying to get that. We're trying to get pieces that complement Scotty and complement Grady and complement right. Precious. So that's where our minds start to have to shift towards. Right. Well, see, I, but I still like give credit to to Siakam where yeah, he's trying to fit into another system, but like he's okay like he's such a hooper you know like it doesn't matter if he plays the one or the one b or the or the two or the three like it, it really doesn't matter in his part like as long as we get the w's it's going to be fine that's where i kind of think that record doesn't show obviously with we're you know two and four it's really not the, that very impressive but at the same time you watch this team yes there's going to be lapses but the starting unit is relatively good you know the the main the biggest reason which i feel like the entire raptors media social media team knew that the biggest problem was going to be our bench and as soon as we had we put in uh our bench unit um and this is where i kind of been quite disappointed in like someone like gary trent um i'm not like you know malachi has been doing fine but like precious has been kind of underwhelming like chris boucher is only playing like maybe like you know 10 minutes a game 10 to 15 minutes a game. like as i'm looking at like the um the the team minutes right now in the beginning of the season we were like oh i'm glad that you know darko wants to play some of his bench right now his starter is still playing average like 30 30 to 35 minutes like it's still pretty concerning and it's because they don't have a bench. You know what I mean? Like, how much can you, if you see your rookie, and I'm not saying, I'm not taking anything away from Grady Dick. I think Grady Dick has been playing fantastic in the beginning. Like, even in uh, Summer League, you can see him rushing a lot. But at, And then once he started progressing and getting a little bit more minutes, you can see that he knows where to go. He's not forcing very much. He, like, he took a charge from Giannis, which is amazing. It, it, I'm not taking away from, from Grady. But at the same time, if your rookie that's not asked to be a franchise player, if your rookie is playing more minutes than someone like Gary Trent Jr., um, that's kind of it's concerning. Someone like Chris Boucher, it's concerning. You know what I mean? Like if you're asking to have Grady Dick to be in the the last few minutes of a pretty tight game along with your starters, uh, yes, Darko is searching for something. He's giving minutes for the young guys, but it's also a little concerning to me. Again. Double-edged sword all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it is it is very difficult, right? Like, and and it's it's a fine line to to have to toe. Uh, and Darko's done a, a, an admirable job of that, right? I, yeah. I'm looking at the league leaders in in minutes played uh, per game, and I'm very used to seeing at least two Raptors in the top five, right? Um, 
I don't see anyone in the top 15. And that's, I know, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I get it. Scotty and Pascal are still around 35, but they're not amongst the league leaders. And that's a positive sign for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny to see Fred up there in the top five still. Um, <laughs> but um, it's, this this bench is just wow. It's it's, it's, it's wild. It is it's <laughs> night okay. and day. And, and another you know Raptors media legend uh, Blake Murphy put out an article today talking about the trends he's seeing. And yeah, he he highlights that the the vast the chasm between the starters and the bench. The starters are actually outplaying other teams' starters. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a net positive team when the starters are on the court. Mm-hmm. So this is why you'll see the team jump out to early leads in the first quarter, which we have seen in several of the first six games. It's the second you see Malachi Flynn stand up. I yeah. I, I, I remember I get all jittery. <laughs> I think uh Lou Will pointed this out. Um not Lou Will, sorry, Will Lou. <laughs> uh <clears throat> Will Lou uh pointed this out. at, at one point they th- I think it was a game against uh Portland where they threw out a lineup with I think it was like Grady, Gary and Malachi with the starters of Scotty and OG. And in that in those cases you want all the momentum and all the ball movement to go through those two starters. When really it was Scotty and OG camping out in the threes and the offense was going through those three bench players. And that's completely backwards, right? You have to yeah. make sure that you have your two, uh, you know, go-to scores off the bench and the basketball is probably not the way to go. And maybe that's a Darko thing. Maybe he's trying to do something. I'm not too sure. But at the same time, like you can't, if you, you know that your starters are going to be the one who's producing everything, like don't have those three run the offense while your starters are camping out in the three. I just don't, I just don't really understand. So yeah, this, this is pretty, it's pretty concerning. I mean, you have, you got pretty good minutes from, uh, Otto Porter, uh, the, uh, again, in Milwaukee didn't play in Philadelphia because they're monitoring his minutes, but like, you know, like yeah. we still have some, like, we haven't even seen Garrett Temple play yet. You know, like we still have some vets. Actually, there. yeah, he did play. He did play yesterday. Oh, he, did he? It was garbage time. He got okay, garbage well, time. Minutes. Same well, with that. I mean, he didn't really, time. He didn't really, really yeah, play, yeah. right? So, like, yeah, uh, you, you know, again, the same thing as that. So, it's like you still have other bench pieces that you ha- you can throw out there if, like, someone like Gary is not having it, uh, Malachi is not having it. But, you know, at the same time, it's our our bench. Our bench is, uh, oh, buddy. It's it's a headache <laughs> to watch. And, and I think the first sign of this was the first game of the season. If you looked at, because um, Darko was also talking about how he's going to run a 10-man rotation. So we already knew who the first five were. We knew Gary was going to be off the bench. So who were those other four going to be? And it was interesting to, interesting to see which other four he went with. He went with the four. Like, sorry, if we think about the five that didn't play, because there's 15 on total in the bench. One was injured, which is Coloco. And the other four who didn't play just happened to be the four oldest players on the roster. So for me, it was a sign that he's going to try to see what is what these young guys are made of. This is why we saw McDaniels uh, getting yeah. run over Boucher, right? It's why we saw Malachi getting some some run over Garrett Temple and 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 that young, right? He wants to see what they're made of. Um, but I will say this: you know, we started this by saying that a lot of this that we're talking about here is short, is small sample size, right? Mm. I will say this. Malachi Flynn, that's not small sample size. We have over three years of seeing this. We have gotten enough sample to say he is not an NBA player. So <laughs> I, I'm 
I am way off on Malik. I, I this was for me. This was my last straw with him. Yeah, um, maybe it was a new coach. Maybe it was the way Nurse was 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 utilizing him. I was gonna give him a chance, but I don't. This one doesn't need much more proof for me. I've got three seasons worth. This is not small sample size. Yeah, uh, I, I'm out. I'm out. Just start bringing in the two ways at this point. Like I want to see Marquise Noel at this point. I'm not out. I'm not out on Mar- uh, Malachi just yet. Uh, I, I I understand. I understand the frustration. It's been quite some time, and he's been in Nurse's doghouse for for a lot. But you know, you saw the like the positivity that he receives from his player, from from his teammates, from his coach. I mean, like even Darko gave him a hug from him being productive, not by points, but just being there. Uh, you know, it, in in the spots that he needs him to be. Like, I I don't what what we need as fans, as like you know, couch coaches and couches GMs, is I I think yes, we, we've given him a lot, but also we haven't really given we our expectations were very high with him and are still very high with him. So I think we have to be like, okay, he's coming off the bench for Dennis Schroeder. Um, at the same time, he, I don't think we're asking him to put up like 20 or something like that. I think we have to make sure that he's there to get deflections, get some steals, run the offense. Just be productive and not be like a negative 14 as soon as you start on the court. You know what I mean? Like just the little things. I, I We just want the little things from Malachi. So I'm not, I'm not out on him. I think he's... A fine player. <laughs> I try not to think about who went after and who went before uh, in his draft class. I try not to think about that. But he's a raptor, and I have to give him. I ha- I have to encourage it. I have to think that think the positives for him. I'm not out on him just yet. Um, my wife is. That's that's for sure. But it, it, I I can you, tell you. I think it's, I think we all want young prospects to look as good as Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. That's that's, that's <laughs> well, what it is, right? If that well, was your. Yeah. That was your cue to segue over to a much better prospect. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, uh, okay, Wembenya. Oh wait, so do you want to go with Wembenyama or do you want to talk about the James uh, situation? Oh, we man. haven't had a chance to talk about that yet. Oh man, I think we should save Wembenyama for next week because we'll actually be able to watch him. We haven't seen. That's him true. Yet, that's true. Right? Uh, yeah. Outside of the highlights and him dunking over KD and making KD look like... Have you ever seen those pictures of Yao Ming and Shaq beside... Um, I don't think we had The Rock or something like that. And they they both of them make The Rock look tiny. Tiny, yeah. yeah. Web and Yama makes KD look like like a preschooler you know what i mean like it's it's incredible and uh it's it's unreal so let's watch him first we'll okay, talk fine, about fine. that we'll talk about it next week but i have one women yama question related to the raptors before they face each other on sunday uh did we uh choose the wrong rookie of the year probably <laughs> the question is who guard who guards him uh scotty scotty interesting yeah come on you are you gonna put Perto on him no are I'm you gonna OG put? On, I'm putting OG on him. OG, shut him the hell down. I don't know. I mean, he can just shoot all right over him. Scotty at can least he? has has the has the uh, length and the I guess which we call the arm length. Or? I I want to see OG. I want to see OG cover him. OG like cover centers. Him? Yeah, That's yeah, fair. yeah. Uh, he's way I, stronger than him. Like, oh, I don't think. Like, I mean, KD's not a bad defender, right? 
was he on K- was he on Wimbanyama the last two games? I don't know. Actually, I actually it's funny because like people are like, oh, he scored thirty eight points last night, and here are all the highlights. I looked at all the highlights. I don't. I didn't see a single Phoenix player whose name I recognize guarding right. him. Yeah, like it was true. like except for Aaron Jock Landale, and like <laughs> what's going on here? Like yeah, yeah, he scored thirty eight points because like Katie wasn't guarding him or Devin Booker wasn't yeah, guarding him. Yeah, that's that's so anyways, fair. I I really okay. I think you're probably right. You yeah, probably see more of Scott in him, but. I will get very, very excited when OG at some point OG is going to guard him, whether it's yeah. on a switch or um, Darker wants to try something out, and I cannot wait to see that. It's gonna be, it's you know, I haven't been this excited to watch an opposing team in a very long time, <laughs> you know, or an opposing player. I, like, what a situation Wembenyama is, and not only is he a like. Come on, let's be real. He's going to be the rookie of the year, but like he's in such a perfect situation to be coached by the best coach in the entire NBA and like a high class uh, team. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember if you watch like his his uh, G League um, highlights or his overseas highlights, like he's he's pretty adamant. Like, he's very animated when he like dunks or, or something like that. When you go to the Spurs, uh, you're not allowed to celebrate at all. Right, so the couple of dunks that it's he's right had, in. he just like walks away, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it's it just it's incredible. I, I'm so happy that he landed in San Antonio. Obviously, the only other team I want him to be on is the Toronto Raptors, but that'll never happen. I'm just I'm just happy for it. again. All right, so let's let we'll put a pause on that. We'll talk about when we're on next week uh, when we actually see this guy play. Um, my final thing I want to ask you is about Mr. James Harden. So last we spoke about him, he was still a 76er. He, <laughs> it was so funny talking about how he was going to the charter flights, and then they're like, "Oh, you're on, you're not on the manifest, so you can go right back home <laughs> or go to the traders or something like that." It's it's incredible. Like what a divorce from from you know having Daryl Morey get him out of Brooklyn and then saying that he's a liar, and it's the most like. Uh, out there divorce that you've ever seen in the NBA and so I, I know that it's just a player first league now right no in my opinion no other player outside of James Harden has taken full advantage of that right he's wanted out of Houston he got it or actually not even that he asked for better players in Houston he got it he got Chris Paul he asked it out he went to Brooklyn and he he got players around him uh, and he wanted out. He went to Philly. He got that wish. Now he wanted out of Philly. He got that wish. And like, it's almost like the only superstar player that he's never played with is LeBron James. He's played with every single Hall of Famer I can think of that's in the league right now. And like, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I'm I'm all about player empowerment, but like, he, it's not like he's been in bad situations. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, we don't know what's going on in the background, but like, holy, like, how many times can this guy ask out and get his wish? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, I've, we've seen it with KD. I get it. Um, it, I don't think it's as controversial as James Harden, though, you know? No, I mean, at least KD brought championships to Golden State, right? There, there's, there are, this is like an apples to oranges comparison when you, when you're thinking about Durant. I know that he, he did request it. Um, Actually, maybe there are some similarities there, but at least Durant has a track record of bringing a championship. Harden never, mm. Harden doesn't have that on his resume, right? Um, no. So, and I also wonder too, right? It's the Clippers were the only suitor, so 
there is this staring competition between Maury and and the Clipper and Lawrence Rank. Like, yeah, I want Terrence Mann. I'm not giving you Terrence Mann. Yeah, well, I'm not giving you. And then it was just like this for four months. Right. It was a matter of who was gonna blink. And at first glance, it feels like Maury blinked because he said, "Fine, I will take your package that does not include Terrence Mann." Mm. Here's so it looks like Daryl Morey got shafted, and I think that's what the initial reactions were. But mm. at second glance, when you I'm look at it, at all of the players they got, mm-hmm. every single one of them, A, are expiring. B, they are mid-size salaries, so not like two million or three million. Each of them are eleven million and seventeen million dollars. That's a lot of salary. That's more than Thad. That's more than Boucher. That's like. 17 million is roughly what Gary Trent Jr. made last year. Like that's a decent sized salary. So what I'm getting at is these are salaries both in size and in um, the ability that they're expiring. Very tradable again. Mm. So this opens up two avenues for Philadelphia. One, February trade line rolls around and they can package all three of these guys and get a big name. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, Zach Levine. Or they just let them expire, and yay, you have sixty million in yeah, caps yeah. in summer. Oh, no. Go ahead and buy your next free. Like That's true. That's they are true. set up really well yeah. for success. Yeah. So um, just for context, yeah. just for context, the set. So if you look at the trade, the seventy sixers sent James Harden, PG Tucker, and Philippe Petrusiv to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, KJ Martin. 2028 unprotected first round pick, two second round picks, a 2029 pick swap, and an additional first round pick from the OKC Thunder. Those those Clippers first rounders are going to look really good if mm. all if this falls apart, right? I mean, right, what we're talking right. about. I know yeah, that like 2028, yeah, yeah. Harden, Harden, and Westbrook are are past their prime, uh, and, and George and Kawhi are are like one ankle tweak away from retiring. Like it's, it's very, they're in their mid thirties. Yeah. All of them. Right. So those future first rounders start to look better and better uh, as, as this group ages. If the, so at the, so basically what you're saying is, uh, what's the, what's the owner bomber. If bomber is buying himself is trying his best to buy himself a championship. I mean, he can Frank. He, he bought himself a stadium. Uh, if they don't win this championship with James Harden, this would be a complete bust. Absolutely. Like, I, I don't. I Absolutely. don't see any other way to think about that because giving up that much for a possibility of getting and, and I'm, we're, we're, we talked a little bit before. The Western Conference is hella tough. You got to go through Golden State still. You got to go through the champions of the Nuggets. You still got to go through the Lakers. You still got to go through a rising OKC team. You still got to like it, it goes on and on with the West. And those are all Hall of Famers. You just can't think of, you can't not think about Westbrook still there. Like that starting lineup is 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 great. It's on paper. It's great. If you don't win a championship, this is a bust. That's that's all I got to think about. And also, if you don't win a championship this year, James Harden is a is, yeah, is unrestricted <laughs> free agent. <laughs> that's incredible. Like, this that's has incredible. At least end up fairly decent. Like if this is a the scenario where like I don't know again again would Paul George and Kawhi being you know injury prone if if it ends up being one of those scenarios where like someone gets hurt and they underperform and whatever, uh, Harden can just be like okay bye like it's yeah. 
it's it could be really disastrous for them yeah it it's just so funny how for how many months we uh damian lillard said he wanted to go to the heat he was this the only place that he wanted to go to and he didn't end up going there albeit the the, the deal probably you know the package for, for milwaukee was better than the heat but like as as much there was like no other leak from the organization that James wanted to go anywhere else except for the Clippers, there was literally no other choice. You know, there wasn't like, oh, like, like you know, Toronto was always in uh, all the news rumors. Like, not even Toronto was like, you know, possibility or or New York or something like that. Like, it was Clippers or nothing. <laughs> you yeah, know, this it felt was more. Yeah, yeah, it was Clippers or James Harden is going to pull the Ben Simmons and go to practice and not care. Like, it it, it was uh, it, it was all or nothing. It's it's incredible. He, I just think that if this doesn't go down, and he if he doesn't win a championship with the Clippers, he's gonna is he gonna ask for like he, you know he should. If I was him, he I better ask for like a max deal. Like he's still James Harden, he's still a Hall of Famer, but like who's going to pay him fifty three million dollars a year so he can like leave, <laughs> ask for a trade again? Like it's oh man, it's it's incredible, man. I love the NBA. <laughs> One, one more correction on, on the Clippers payroll. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have player options next year. So again, if this falls apart this year, they can just decline and be like, okay, bye. Like, mm. all of them, George, Kawhi, mm-hmm. Arden, can all just leave in the summer if they want to. Like, yeah. it's it's incredible yeah. what they've really put all of their chips into this season. I, I would love to know what Terrence Mann was thinking when he was sitting there, when James Harden was walking in. He was. Did Ter- you see that? Terrence Mann is like, he's like OG and Obi for us. It's like you're it's in true. every trade rumor and you yeah, manage to survive. <laughs> it's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's another that's another trade story in the books. James Harden is a Clipper. I think his debut will be Monday, which yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's gonna be quite. Have fun hilarious. sharing the ball between the four of you. Like, yeah, yeah. Where is it gonna go? I don't, I don't understand. Anyways, um. Again, this was going to be a short one. I really like talking uh, to you, Jay, as always. Dre, we'll, hopefully, we'll be on next week. He has uh, he has Tiff going on, uh, so let's watch Webanyaba, bro. <laughs> let's be Webaniacs. Webani- Webani- I'm going to start. Webaniacs. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna either way. I'm going to try to start a trend. Okay. Anyways, until next time, Jay. Always a pleasure. That's a wrap.